You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget. This is Moody Radio 89.3. Kim Dolan Leto is a fitness expert, a writer, and speaker. Her passion is to lead women to experience faith-inspired transformation that affects their physical, mental, and spiritual wellness. And today we're talking about practical steps we can take to live like Jesus for our best health. Kim, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I am so blessed to have this opportunity. You've got 20 practical steps. I'm not sure we can get through all of those. So let me just say linked at our website is this article. Go to ericandbridget.org and you can see it and go through all of them. It's really, really uh, quite comprehensive, this article. One of the things you start with, though, I really like. I never really processed through this before, but... Um, Jesus, you say, is the answer to our fitness issues, and uh, you give a different, uh, uh, just a list of different things, how he lived his life. Those were really fascinating. If you really put them all together, it's quite the picture, isn't it? I believe so. And I, you know, I was probably like a lot of your listeners, just looking for answers, and I did all the things the world offered, and none of it ever worked. And then one day at church, I was just, like, crying out to God. I was like, do you even care about this fitness thing? Like, how am I supposed to get my eating under control? I I can't stay motivated. How am I supposed to feel about, like, having a healthy body image? What do I teach my daughter? And, like, why isn't this fitness thing working? And I realized, you know, through spending time in prayer that Jesus is our role model for fitness because of how he lived. And it's so simple, you know, it it isn't going to make a dollar. It isn't part of the 72 billion, you know, fitness industry thing every year, but it's so simple and it's so good. And I, and it works. And here are some of the things it's so simple. He rose early. He spent time with his father. He prayed about everything. He wasn't lazy. He enjoyed food, but he ate to live. He didn't live to eat. He walked everywhere. He loved people. He came to serve. He wasn't concerned with what others thought about him. And he lived for God and to fulfill the plan for his life. And he finished his race with endurance. So as a Jesus follower, follower, I want to be like him. I want to learn from him and live for him. And following the way that he lived like that, and I say imperfectly, of course, was how I found answers. For over 20 years, I've been able to keep the weight off. So I know this works. And we're all at different places in this fitness journey. So talk to us where you were, maybe perhaps uh, like 20 years ago when you felt like, boy, this really isn't working. And I feel like this is hopeless. And maybe work us to where you are today, briefly, if you can. Okay. So I was raised, I'm Latin in a Latin home and food is everything. It's like, and lots of it. So food was like love and food, 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 right? Everything was like, let's celebrate. Let's eat food. Let's have Sunday dinner. Let's eat food. Everything was food. And I just felt like when I was trying to get healthy because my dad had had a stroke uh, and I had tested like high in cholesterol at that point in my life, I was only 30 years old. I was forced to take a look at my very overweight, out of shape, tired body and just think, you know, I was like, Lord, I don't want to end up like my father. Like, how can I own my part in this health journey? And I just didn't see answers in my church. And so I went to the world and I did it all wrong. And I went to the extremes and I believe that the enemy has a foothold on the fitness industry. He over-sexualizes fitness. He makes it all about body idolatry and perfectionism and For those of us who are Christians, we know we can do nothing apart from God. And I think that was a real light bulb moment. It was like, 
John 15, 5, like he's the vine, we're the branches. We can do nothing apart from him. We have to abide in him and everything in our day-to-day life. And so it was getting in the word, just like Jesus, you know, I mean, I literally took him at his word and how he lived. And I was like, okay, I'm going to eat the foods God made for my body. I'm not going to believe that the world has some answer in their, you know, packaged food that they tell me I need to buy. I'm going to believe God at his word that he created food for my body and that that's the food my body should eat and that I need to move my body. Like, obviously, we don't have to walk everywhere like he did, but I figured it out between his walking and hiking. He was walking sometimes 40,000 steps a day. I mean, we're good if we can get like our goal is 10. Some people's goal is like as much or as little as 2000. And we're like you said, we're all in different levels. We're all in different fitness goals. But the way that he lived was to serve. And if we take our fitness and we make it more about stewardship, about God, help me take care of this body of mine, this temple of yours, so that I can serve well with excellence, it is such a mind shift and it is something that he can really honor. And that's the like he flipped that switch in me mm. and just made it more about stewardship and made it less self-centered and more Christ-centered. When I think of the disciplines of the church, though, of the, of the believer, they seem a little, I don't know if passive is the right word, but I'm not active really when I'm reading scripture or when I'm praying or when I'm sitting in church or in a Bible study or something. Can I make those, I guess my question is, can I make those activities more active as opposed to uh, passive? Absolutely. I believe that I have something called the seven W's and anyone who's listening can go download a free copy at fitgodsway.com. And one of them is to work out and another one is worship. And so often I find myself, because I'm a busy working mom, worshiping God while I work out. So while I'm working out, I'm like, let's say I'm walking and I'm or jogging and I'm listening to the word of God, or I'm listening to great music, like that song that you were playing, there's honey in the rock, like, you know, or new day by Blanca or overcomer by Mandisa, like whatever song it is, like when you put that music on and you're just like, God, I want to move my body. I want to spend time with you. Like, thank you for this body. Help me steward it. Well, help me be a role model to my kids. Like, I feel like the word comes alive. And like Romans 12, one tells us like, we're supposed to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. We're not just supposed to be like our bodies when they're in motion. Think about how much better you feel when you just get that exercise in and not worldly. Like it doesn't have to be this perfection project. We are under grace, the worldly, like worldly means without God. So we don't want to do it the world's way. We want to just move our bodies in a way that brings us joy. And sometimes just putting on worship music and worshiping God, even if you're dancing in your kitchen, mamas, it is going to make all the difference in your day. <laughs> that is how the word comes alive in our workouts. Mm, that's so true. We're talking with Kim Dalin Leto. Fit God's Way is a resource you want to check out. It's helping us think of our fitness more like stewardship, which I love how you said that. I don't think I've thought about it quite like that. All right, let's talk about it practically. You kind of put together a list here of ways that we can do exactly that. And uh, let's let's walk through some of them. You say, God said, if we acknowledge him in all our ways, he will direct our paths, that he is our helper, the Holy Spirit is, and that we have the gifts of the Spirit. Let's Let's walk through some of these practical steps that we can take to view fitness and live it out like Jesus did? I think a big one that the world doesn't want you to believe is that you can have peace with yourself right now. 
not when you reach your goal. I think that we are so trained in dieting and, well, if I'm this size or if I weigh this, then I'll be good enough. But in Jesus, we are enough right now. And we really need to teach our children this, that they don't need to strive for social media likes. They have all the likes they need in Jesus, right? So you can have peace with yourself. And then that changes the heart posture and motivation to actually taking care of yourself instead of desperation. And that also our, our worth is hidden in Christ. It's not tied to numbers. And that through, through him, we can repair and find a healthy relationship with food. We can stop the cycle of like starting your diet over every Monday, under eating, overeating, stress eating, binge eating, because you can go to God with your emotions and stop eating your emotions or numbing yourself with food to cope with problems because he has the answer. Um, I really like the thought that, you know, with, when we are doing this God's way, we don't believe that the world has some magic answer to help us. And I think that's a really pivotal moment, just like our marriages, parenting, you know, finances. When we go to Jesus with this, we will find answers because we have the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. And, you know, when we're in Christ, we can enjoy food without guilt. We can feel good in our skin now. And when we do fall off track, we don't sit in, you know, guilt. No, we run to the word and God picks us up in grace because we have power in his promises. There is power in the name of Jesus and power in the indwelling Holy Spirit that we're, we're not walking in. It's almost like we go to church on Sunday and then we do all of this in the world. Don't we Monday through Saturday? And it's like, if we could just see how much he cares about this, we would have answers that we didn't even know existed and we could walk in so much power and peace. So what, what's your encouragement then? Because you kind of got us there, but step a little farther, I guess, because I can start off, I had a pretty good breakfast. I did good then. And in lunch, I'm planning to do good then. But by the end of the day, I'm like, well, that was a cheat day. How do I get from, you know, how do I, how do I make it so that I'm not feeling like a failure by seven o'clock at night? Because you're like, okay, so basically what you're, when, when people do that, what they're craving is comfort. They're, they're like, I need a reward. I worked hard all day. I want to numb myself. I'm exhausted. And if we just sat, I, I love the scripture, Roman, or sorry, Revelation 3.20, where it says, Jesus is saying, here I am. I stand at the, at the door and knock. If anyone answers, I will come and eat with them and they with me. If we just paused, I have a, something called the seven Ps, and the first two are pause and pray. If we just paused and we prayed and we said, God, right now my body is tired. Like we need to address what we're really feeling and what we're really feeling is exhausted and we feel like we need a reward. And the best reward is taking the best care of yourself because how good do you feel after those 10 minutes of eating, whatever you choose are gone. Like usually guilt sets in for people if it's a really unhealthy food choice. But if we just paused and we just said, Father, please help me walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. You told me you gave me self-control. Help me have peace with my decisions. If you want to eat pizza, Eat pizza with peace. We're not supposed to have guilt over our food choices. Enjoy your food. God told, you know, we're supposed to enjoy it. But did you need to eat the whole pizza? No. So pause and pray and make your decisions and walk out this journey with God on a daily basis. But we shouldn't be eating to numb ourselves. We should not be doing that because what we use to numb ourselves becomes our prison. You point to this scripture verse, Psalm 32, verse 8. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. He can instruct us and teach us even in this fitness journey. And you say that Jesus is actually with us, that we're not alone in this journey, which we often feel. Talk to us about that. 
I feel like that was the hardest thing for me is I always felt so alone and so frustrated, but he is the answer that our hearts have been looking for because only he can meet each of us individually in our stories and give us the answers we need and the daily grace to keep going. We ha- in him, we have access to power, wisdom, strength, confidence, peace, and endurance to live these fit lifestyles. And I think the biggest thing we need to do is stop making it a perfection project. Like we're not good when we eat good and bad when we eat bad. That's a worldly dieting teaching. So if you want to have pizza with your children, you want to bake cookies with your children, that's normal living. That is what we are. We're that is. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. It's when we slide into, did you need to have, you know, six slices of pizza? No. Do you know what I mean? When you start to, and I feel like if there's a hunger in you when you're eating, that can't be filled that only Jesus can fill that. So I hope that makes sense. And when we make Jesus the, the Lord over our lives, we're kind of like done with that dieting finish line mentality. We know it's for the marathon of life. And this whole thing, it's not going to be this popular you know, message you're going to hear everywhere because it isn't part of a marketing scheme. It isn't restrictive or reliant on a product that's part of that $72 billion industry, but we rely on faith. We walk in God's promises. We eat God-made food, and we bring our bodies under control through Him. And I hope it's okay if I just say this. I want to share that God isn't a supplement to our lives. He isn't part of the fitness program. He's the centerpiece. He's our focus. He is who gives us the ability to walk in self-control, and that's the freedom we're looking for. It isn't about having a perfect body. It's a lifelong commitment that never goes unreturned, and it's something we should be celebrating every step of the way because we're becoming a new us in Him when we do this. And I feel like as you talk through this, if I say this right, it's like the key that unlocks a door, right? So mm-hmm. we're not just talking about your physical activity or your eating habits, but we're talking about your relationships. We're talking about your work activities. We're talking about your marriage and your as you deal with your kids. You're unlocking this door when you put Jesus at the center. It's not just this aspect, but it's all the aspects of your life. I really call it living God's way. You know, it's living God's way. It's bring, it's it's being who he wants you to be in this world. And I feel like for so many of, of us, this fitness part of our lives is such a place of massive confusion or even shame or guilt because we're not talking about it a lot in church. And I hope the conversation starts happening more because we do hear about our parenting and our finances and our marriages, but we're not hearing about this. And we need to be teaching our children and even ourselves how to walk as you know who we are in God. We have so much authority in him that we're not using. This is, it's really a game changer, I think, for many of us, just hearing you talk about it, because you're giving us a whole new way, a whole new perspective, and it's fit God's way, is really your Bible-based guide to food, fitness, and wholeness. It's been encouraging just to hear you talk, but I want to point our friends to the resource that you have, including a podcast, because you say here, Jesus is with us, we're not alone. But Kim, I know you want to walk alongside our listeners as well, because you want to remind them that you're with them on this journey too, don't you? Absolutely. I created a strong, confident His podcast because I felt like you know, I, I created it during COVID because I felt so alone and I wanted people to know they're not alone. Mm-hmm. I wanted people to know that God has the answer to what they're going through and that we can walk this out together. And I've pretty much tried to create every single resource. You know, I have workouts on Pure Flix. 
I have Strong Confident, his podcast. I have created every download I can think of for free to help people. I've created the books and devotionals. So um, if you go to KimDolanLeto.com, you can find all of those or even on social media at KimDolanLeto. I'm, I'm here to serve and I'm here to help and I want to help people know Jesus and their fitness. And again, all that is uh, linked at our website, ericandbridget.org. Kim, thank you for your time yeah. today. Thank you so much. I'm so blessed. I pray it blessed your listeners. Oh, it really did. It blessed, too, at least here. Yeah. <laughs> and I know those listening, too, yes. Kim. Thank you so much. Okay. Again, thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. You, right. too. Again, we've got links okay. to some of her resources and website and podcasts. Just head to ericandbridget.org.